0: Welcome to Mavs Daily, presented by the Dallas Morning News, where several days of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend having to do with the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Carell. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today, the man, the myth, the legend, and one of our chief scribes at Mavs.com is the great Dwayne Price. Dwayne, how are you?
1: Bobby, I'm doing just fantastic, man. I've been trying to find me a barber to cut my hair. Well, every time I go to one, they say you don't have any hair to cut. So they just run uh-huh. me out of the barbershop.
0: Well, that's just outrageous. It is outrageous. I think I'm going to turn them in. <laughs> yeah, well, the beard is looking good, I got to say. So ordinarily, you sometimes have like maybe what, like a little mustache. Usually you'll, you'll sometimes go with that during the season. Yeah, um, no
1: beard. No beard, but, you know, pandemic, so you just let stuff grow. But look yeah, at this you got a
0: full beard, man.
1: But well, Bobby, this is six months. Most people were six months. They beard all the way down to
0: the. Oh <laughs> no! You didn't have to be honest with me. You could have lied and said that you've been you've been only working on it for like three days. Oh,
1: I've been working on this for about fifty years, man. <laughs> oh
0: no! Well, it's looking good. It's looking good. You'll have to post a photo to, to Twitter at some point, okay. over at uh, at Dwayne Price, and, <laughs> and see what the people think. Because I think it looks pretty good. It's a good look for you, Dwayne.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Bobby.
0: From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves in-season adjustments and maybe even post-season glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com slash sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Today we are continuing our player recap extravaganza. And uh, we were talking about one of the longest tenured Mavericks. Uh, In fact, I think, well, yeah, second longest tenured Maverick behind only J.J. Barea at this point. Uh, We were talking about Dwight Powell, a player who was very important to the team at the beginning of the season. And then unfortunately, about midway through, he suffered a season-ending Achilles injury and it uh, it kept him sidelined the rest of the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about the season that was and then also some of his impact off the floor uh, during the hiatus even though he wasn't playing he was still very involved with the league and then of course looking forward how he'll fit in next season and beyond so uh, Dwayne first you know I know it's it's tough to uh, ignore the obvious with the Achilles injury and everything but uh, before he went down how how did you feel like Dwight was playing how was he looking and, and what are your thoughts on the season that he had?
1: Man he was playing great he averaged almost 10 points a game and almost six rebounds Unfortunately, he only played 40 games and And shot over over 63% from the field. And you could tell during the restart of the season and in the playoffs, he was sorely missed. I mean, that lob dunk that he always had with Luca and and JJ and some of the other guards out there, it it just wasn't there, man. And and the energy energy that he brought, you know, a lot of people forget. He was in the starting lineup. He wasn't coming off the bench. He was the Mavericks starting center. And – and when you look at that matchup the Mavericks had with the uh, Clippers in, in the first round of the playoffs, a guy like Dwight Powell is exactly what the Mavericks missed. They needed him so, so much. And it's it just unfortunate that he, he went down. You remember the injury. There was nobody around him. He just crumbled to the floor. You know, It, it, it kind of reminded me of when, when J.J. Barrell got got injured in, uh, in uh, Minnesota. It was really no one around him, and, and you know stuff like that happens. Sha- Chauncey Billups, I don't know, back in the day when he suffered his injury, just walking, driven the ball up the court, nobody was around him. Stuff happens like that. That's why you gotta take care of your body. Even though when you do take care of your body, stuff still happens. You know it's just very unfortunate for the Mavericks. Cause I, I still say, if Dwight Powell would have been there in the playoffs, Jalen Bronson, and Porzingis the last three games, I think the Mavericks still be playing ball right now.
0: I really do. There was this domino effect when he went down. Of course, you know they had to basically make a decision during the regular season and say, "Okay, are we going to move Maxi Kleba into the starting lineup and Mm -hmm. really give us no bigs off the bench?" I guess Boban at the time was your only big off the bench, and then they eventually went out and got Willie Cauley Stein, uh, or we can go small. And so you know they chose the latter. They put Seth Curry in the starting lineup, and it was great. You know they were scoring a billion points, and you know they were they were still doing well enough on the glass and, and on the defensive end to, to keep winning games. But then you get to the playoffs where you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the other team. And you're like, okay, well, what do we do here? And you can't really go small against those guys. And so they put Maxi Klebe into the starting lineup, but they found out pretty quick, well, Maxi was their best defender for Kawhi. And so wow. they're still playing kind of small. And the Clippers had Ivica Zubots, of course, who was just a monster. And then they had Montrez Harrell off the bench. And so, you know, it was just kind of unfortunate. That, uh, you know, once they got into the playoffs, they played one of those teams that does have one of those big, burly centers. However, I mean, a lot of the teams that are still playing in the West, Denver, of course, L.A. have traditional big guys. Utah had Rudy Gobert. OKC had Steven Adams. And so big men are still very much kind of in vogue in the NBA. And uh, missing Dwight's size was a a huge, just huge loss for this team, let alone what he gives you on offense. I mean, just the fact that that he represents, he's a 6'10", 6'11", guy. Big, strong, pretty good rebounder, decent defender, good enough to wear his on-court defensive split. So the, the points that they allowed per 100 possessions whenever he was on the floor was second best on the team of any player. Right, right. And so, I mean, his his impact was was really, like you said, sorely missed uh, whenever he went down because, in my opinion, I mean, this is probably his most impactful season of his career so far because he was able to establish and develop that connection with Luka. He was able right. to make things easier with KP. And they were really kind of a force to be reckoned with on both ends of the floor whenever he was healthy.
1: Yeah, if, if the Mavericks could have found a way, any kind of way to move up in the uh, standards once the uh, restart restarted the season because they went in at the seventh seed at the restart of the season. They ended up at the seventh seed because that was the Clippers was the only team I thought that was a bad matchup, of, you know, number one. But having said that, I think if they would have got in and got the Clippers in the second round, I think it would have been okay because you – Cause in the first round, now you got a bunch of guys on the Mavericks team who've never been to a playoff series, NBA playoff series. Never say NBA because obviously Luca, you know, won a title you know, overseas in, in the second best league in the world in Euro basketball. But uh, they've never been to the NBA playoffs. So, you know, you expect there's some of them is going to be kind of nervous going into that. But, you know, you don't have time to be nervous But next thing you know, you're down 0 2 or whatever it is. But as it turned out, they weren't nervous at all. I mean, it, you could make a case that they could have won game one half because not got thrown out in the second half because they were leading the game at that particular time. And, and then, of course, they won game two. And uh, then they won game four to tie the series up on that shot at the buzzer by Luka in overtime. So it was 2-2, two, two, and, you know, Luka's got a, one bad ankle, and he still averaged 31-9 and, and, and 8, 31-10 and 9. I mean, so – Imagine if they were completely healthy. Imagine if Dwight Howard was there. I mean, Dwight Powell was there to help them on the boards. I'm telling you about I, I just think they still would be playing right now. Yeah, if Dwight Howard would have been there, I'd have been like, Dwight, what are you doing
0: here? (laughs) Well, we tried to him about six or seven years ago. He wouldn't come. Yeah, Yeah, we have a de-Will DeAndre situation. Just like, how did you end up here, man? That's so weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so – Dwight is kind of a—he's uh, a really interesting case, man. Because going back to his rookie season, he was—let me check—he was the number forty-five pick overall in in the, the draft of the Charlotte Hornets, and then he got traded to the Cavs, and then he got traded to the Celtics, and then he played a little bit for the Celtics, got traded to Dallas. Um, but going back all the way to there, I mean, I, I know that there are a lot of people that that follow the NBA draft pretty closely, but once guys are drafted, you sort of like forget kind of about, like, your expectations of these guys are so heavily skewed, rightfully so, toward where they were drafted. And so a couple years ago, I went back and looked at the history of the number 45 draft pick, right? Like, whoever has been taken number 45 overall who's a good player? And it's basically Dwight and then, like, three or four other guys who have become – Serviceable like multi year NBA players. I mean if you're taken that late in the draft, you usually just don't have a future in the league because either you're not good enough or maybe you've been overlooked or like you didn't get playing time because there were there were higher paid guys ahead of you in the rotation or whatever. So I mean he really is a a huge success story being taken that late in the draft and then also being traded three times before he ended up in Dallas and then he was like our third the third street center for two or three seasons. And he just slowly every year just kept getting a little better and a little better and a little better. And don't forget, I mean, this year was his first year as the starting center. Mm-hmm. Last year, he was still coming off the bench for DeAndre. He was only starting after the trade deadline when they traded their entire starting lineup. So, I mean, this year was a, a, another big step forward for him.
1: I didn't trade, Luca.
0: What oh yeah except for Luca except for Luca <laughs> they traded four of you the five starters they they traded Luca away man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dwayne you got you got to wake up man you're sleeping too long. You know. But uh you know so it it, it was kind of I, I don't know it's just like it's it's really cool to see kind of his success story uh, up close and personal over the last several seasons because I mean you know there just aren't a lot of guys who are taken that late and then are traded that many times and are as raw as he was coming into the league and you know need as much as he did and stuff, but but he put in the work. Credit to him. Uh, changed his body, changed his game, uh, and just and really became. He he went from like tweener big man to one of probably the two or three best pick and roll roll men in the whole league. And it, it took him a few years to get there, but he's here now. And it's just a, a just want to tip my cap to him and and the maps coaching staff for for making that happen.
1: And and, and and also tip the cap to uh, Mavs management because a lot of people forget when, when Dwight came here in the trade, it was the Rondo trade. That trade was all about Rondo, and Dwight was kind of a, an afterthought. But the Mavs were not going to do the trade without him. And so he came here, and like you say, he, he worked himself. He made himself a player because obviously Boston gave up on him real quick. You know what? It's, it's going to going into his second year in the league. Well, the second year of the league had just started and all that. And and so right now, he you know, he's got the new contract, you know, from last year, he picked up a new contract. So he can play. He can play. I like Dwight's game. I mean, he 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 did the way the league is now, he's that kind of center. The only only thing he has to get better at is that three point shot. You know, you saw a little bit of it uh this season, but you know, unfortunately, like I say, after forty games, you know, he got hurt, he's out for the year. But I, I really think knowing Dwight the way I know him. He's gonna come back. and He's probably gonna have that three point shot down very,
0: very well. Yeah. So moving forward, like you said, he he does have that that contract. He signed an extension uh, last summer, so he'll be he's under contract I think for either two or three more years after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be around for a little while. And and he is now, uh, depending on what happens with JJ, he could be the longest tenured Mav. He's also a very high ranking player in the Players Association, and so he's become. Like over the last couple of years, he's become one of the oldest players on the team, one of the longest tenured Mavs, and a leader among his peers. So right. he's really grown up before our very eyes, Dwayne. It's making me very proud. I'm, <laughs> I'm like a, a very proud father right now. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, we figure he's going to be in Dallas for a long time, hopefully for the rest of his career. I mean, he's just a beloved guy around here. But, uh, you know, what what do you think his role on the floor will be next season? Assuming that he comes back and is, you know, hopefully, with, with the extended time off and everything and, and, and good rehab and all that stuff, hopefully he can be pretty much the same guy he was before. Um, if not, then, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But if he, if he pretty much is that same player, do you think the Mavs would be better suited putting him back in the starting lineup, or did you like what you saw enough with KP at the five and the small ball and stuff to just bring him off the bench like they did, you know, last season and the year before?
1: I no. not I, I want him in a starting lineup because I, I want taller guys out there. Because uh, you don't want the other team getting uh, second and third chances at the uh, at, at the basket, you know. So I, I think Dwight is a good de- defensive rebounder, and you got him out there. You know, at six ten, then you got Pasinga's out there at seven foot three. That increases your chances of getting more rebounds. So I like tall ball. I don't like small ball. Small ball, what the Rockets are doing, is only going to get you so far because at some point you got to get some boys, man. I mean, you got you got to defend those tall guys. I mean, you, you, your tallest guys is six foot eight or whatever that's just not going to work that's only going to get you it'll get you to the second round of the playoff but that once you get to the second round now you're seeing more teams with taller guys and if you don't have the players to match that up you're gonna you're going to be in trouble so but i, I like the white coming back you know and, and in the starting lineup and the other thing is we just don't know what's going to happen in, in free agency i mean there's a lot of guys obviously we can't mention names and, and things of uh, that nature but uh, all you got to do is just look at the uh, free agent list and there's some guys out there, and I wouldn't be shocked if they look at the Mavericks team and say, hey, you know, I want to go play with Luca. This guy, this guy, this is a guy that loves to pass the ball. I mean, how many times have we said it? Luca would get all the way to the rim, and he'll throw the ball out to the three-point line. No, because he would rather average 25 assists than 25 points because he is he is so good, so gifted, he knows he can average 25 points a game just waking up. That's how good he is. And the league knows it because this past week they voted him first team All-NBA. I mean, you just, you just don't get that. Kawhi Leonard was not first team. He was second team. So that's all you need to know, how good Luke is. So right now, he's one of the best top five players in the world. And you're going to have guys that want to come here and play with him because a lot of guys are all about their shots. And Luka said, okay, you get open. I'm going to get you the ball. And Dwight, with that lob dunk for Luca, it was just a, a, a picture of beauty, man. It really, really was. I, I missed that. And, you know, that's the element of the game that, you know, once the playoffs started, you didn't see it. And you say, okay, the Mavericks need to get that back. So once they could get Dwight back next year, we'll have that element they can add to their game. And I wouldn't be shocked, depending again on who they get in, in the uh, free agency, if this
0: team get to the Western Conference Finals, maybe even beyond that. Yeah, Dwight was one of his favorite targets. So during the season, he averaged, he only averaged one assist to him per game, which is really weird. But uh, a lot of his passes to Dwight led to fouls because Dwight was rolling to the rim. So he'd get hacked, you know, going up for a dunk or whatever. But Dwight shot 70% on two point field goals off a Luca pass this year. So pretty much whenever, whenever Luca dro- dropped it off to Dwight, it was for a dunk. So uh, um, that connection is, it's, it works every time and it, it's, it's very important. Obviously, you got to score if you want to win. And the Mavs you know they're they're not winning games with defense going, as we know, so they, they got to keep scoring points so that that connection I think is very important Bobby, you
1: and Seth Covid average eight points a game playing
0: with Luka. I might we too. could
1: yeah you, y'all you would it, average twelve
0: <laughs> you you would average twelve at least, I would only average eight as long as he gave me the ball like i i I would need to like catch his passes. he throws it really hard dwayne yeah. and my my little weak hands I'm not sure I have good enough hands <laughs> to catch his passes. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, one other thing Dwight's gotten really good at real quick is, uh, I don't know if you remember this because, I mean, this, this was five, six years ago now, but at the very beginning of his career, he was really inconsistent finishing around the rim. I mean, unless he was dunking, like he, he just didn't have very good touch off the backboard, and a lot of his little you know layups kind of roll out and spin off the rim, and he didn't really finish with his left hand, and you know, he would just kind of throw himself into guys. He wouldn't like jump over them, or you know, there, there wasn't as much tag to his game. And uh, he's like totally become a different person, man. I mean, he's almost automatic whenever he's inside. You know, that the restricted area, no matter who's around him, no matter what angle he's finishing at, he can finish off the backboard now with both hands. Really, really, really good finisher around the rim. So it's not just like explosive leaping ability that does it. He's got really good touch for a big man. He's got good hands too, and is totally kind of. You know, really, really turned that part of his game around uh, over the course of his career. And it's really important too, because, like I said, whenever he first got here, he really could not do that. Yeah. That, along with just fouling way too much on defense, was kind of the reason why it took him a few years to crack the rotation, but he stuck with it and, and was able to finally get there.
1: Yeah. Uh, hats off to him and now to him, to the coaching staff, the, the, play, uh, the, the player development coaches, you know, and, and Dwight. I mean, and you and I both know, man, uh, uh, Bobby. That uh, uh, the, the average fan probably think these guys work two hours a day, and then they're gone. No, nah, some of those guys over there seven, eight hours a day, and they putting in. They working on their game, working on that. We I always tell everybody, you don't have to work on your strength. You already know it. Just training, work on your weakness. Make that a bit. Make that uh, one of your strengths. That's how the great players become great. You know, guys that can't go to their left, they gonna go to that right. Well, if you spend a whole lot of time going to your left, next thing you know, going to your left is going to be as easy as going to your right. And then when they scout on you, they're going to say, oh, hey, Coach, uh, I don't know what this guy is going to do, so he's going to get here, so we're going to have to worry about this guy over here because we, cause we we can guard him. We can't guard this one because he's going left, he's going right, he's got right-handed jump hooks, left-handed jump hooks, guy hooks with both hands, everything. Those are the ones, the players that you want on your team and, and Dwight Powell has definitely worked himself and becoming a, a, a tremendous NBA player.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hard worker, great dude, really good teammate, respected by everybody. Might even be your next president of the Players Association, too. I mean, that's, that's the kind of guy he is. So uh, really, really, really super easy to root for. You scared me, when You said
1: president. I thought you said president of the United States. we <laughs> close to the election, <laughs> president.
0: <laughs> well, he is Canadian, but I would vote for him if he ran. You know, I mean, whatever. He's a good dude. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big Dwight Powell fan. Like. Uh, all right. Was there any any other uh, any, any other little anecdotes or, or memories or, or takes you have about Dwight before uh, before we get out of here?
1: No, that, that's just it other than the fact, like you said, he, he probably is going to become the next president of the uh, NBA Players Association uh, at, whenever uh, Chris Paul decides to uh, retire or uh, step down uh, from that particular role. And, and the fact that uh, that Dwight is up there, like you said, uh, basically in your first year in the starting lineup, that speaks volumes not only about him but what the other players around the league, you know, uh, how they respect him and, and what he has to offer. Because this guy is very well-spoken. You know, he he knows the game on and off the court. He knows what's going on. You know, uh, politics. Probably could have been the president, <laughs> maybe president of Canada.
0: Okay, okay, because he's was- yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> prime <laughs> minister. That's what that's what prime it minister. is, right? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, oh, speaking of that, did you know that money that that the Queen of England is on the Canadian money? Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I knew that.
1: I didn't know that till like two or three years ago. You I, I, no, I changed the money like eh, the Queen. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> London? I forgot all about that. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it kind of threw me off there for a second. You know how it is? When you've been traveling a lot, you're tired, you see this money, you like, what's the queen doing on the money in Canada? Then I had to do do my little makeup in my mind. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember now.
0: <laughs> what a flex, Dwayne. You, <laughs> ha- you have money from all around the world, man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I gotta... all right. Well, good stuff. I feel like that's that's enough for today. We love you, Dwight. Hope your rehab goes well and everything. And uh, there has been some uh, some some Dwight Powell content that Dwayne has uh, been responsible for for putting on the website throughout this whole thing. So definitely uh, stay tuned for more information about that. I'm sure at some point we'll get maybe a little more information on on how his Achilles is is healing and everything. And so uh, you know. So keep, keep your eyes open, keep your ears peeled and all that good stuff for, for more yeah. Dwight Powell stuff throughout the tell, summer. Let me tell you one uh-huh. thing before we go. Okay. We we, we get a break
1: here because, uh, you know, uh, you know unfortunate break because this coming Monday, I don't know when, he, when you're going to post it, this coming Monday normally would have been media day, which means the training camp would have been starting, you know, next week and all that. Oh, but, wow. now, but now we know the season's not going to start. The 2021 season is not going to start until 21. At what point in 21, well, we don't know. I'm saying that to say that, that gives Dwight more time to recover, you know, instead of coming back, you know, maybe early or missing some part of training camp and all that. He probably won't have those problems. He'll just be ready to step right in at, at, on day one in training camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that is a good thing. That's a, that's a very good thing. The more time, the merrier, because, you know, you never want to rush it back from an injury and everything gives him plenty of time to, to continue rehabbing and strengthening that thing and, and hopefully coming back better than ever. Right, right, right. All right, very cool. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, first off, thank you for listening, uh, whether you enjoyed it or not. But if you did enjoy it, please feel free to leave a, uh, a, a kind review for us or subscribe to Maps Daily on your favorite podcast platform. We're rolling these episodes out many, many times per week, even through the offseason. Keep you up to date with all your favorite Mavs, including Dwight Powell. Uh, He is Dwayne. You can follow him on Dwayne Price uh, at Dwayne Price. Not on Dwayne Price, on Twitter at Dwayne Price, and you can read all of his stuff at Mavs.com slash news. Uh, For Dwayne, I'm Bobby, and we will see you next time on Mavs Daily.